Welcome back, everybody. Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Two semi-ordinary pastors. That's us. Reading an extraordinary book. That's this. To an amazing group of people. That's all of you. Speaking of all of you, today is day 347. And we're going to read Hebrews, new book of the Bible, chapter 1 through chapter 4, verse 13. I love the book of Hebrews. And can I tell you, sure. in the past two years, as, as we've been doing our read through the Bible stuff, Crazy. I have fallen, I've always known the importance. Yeah, don't put words in my mouth. I've always I known the importance. I, won't, I, won't put one I have fallen in love with the Old Testament. Yes. I have. Like, yeah. I'm crazy about the Old Boom. Testament, which is why I'm crazy about the book of Matthew and yeah. I'm crazy about the book of Hebrews. Yeah. Right. Because they are really in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Those three books work as the bridge. Bridge between the Old and New Testaments. Mm-hmm. And oh my woo, goodness. Woo, 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 I love the book of Hebrews and I love yes. the first four verses of the book of Hebrews. Yeah. are There are four verses in English, a couple different sentences in English, but in Greek, it's all just one big run-on thought. Just runs on. And it's so cool, just what he says. So, all that to say, yeah. I did cover it at SDA, who we think okay. who we think is oh, the author. Yeah, okay. And how we came to that conclusion separately. Yeah. Which just basically means we're right. We're right. We are right. <laughs> so Eric for the OT. Here we go. Yeah. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their their names. For God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus, You are my son, today I have become your father. God also said, I will be his father and he will be my son. And when he brought his supreme son into the world, God said, let all, the God, let all of God's angels worship him. Regarding the angels, he says, he sends his angels like the winds, his servants like flames of fire. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. He also says to the Son, In the beginning, (coughs) Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will live forever. And God never said to any of the angels, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits, to care for people who will inherit salvation. So we must listen carefully to the truth we've been heard, we have heard or we may drift away from it. For the message of God delivered through the angels has always stood firm and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think that we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. And furthermore, <clears throat> it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place the scriptures say, What are mere mortals that you should think of them, or a son of man that you should care for him? Yet for a little while you made them a little lower than the angels, and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them authority over all things. Now when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. 
but we have not yet seen all the things put under their authority. What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. God, for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. He also said, I will put my trust in him. That is, I and the children God has given me. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to to the fear of dying. We also know that the Son did not come to help angels. He came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ, as the Son, is in charge of God's entire house. We are God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. That is why the Holy Spirit says, Today we hear his voice. Don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience, and even though they saw many miracles for 40 years, so I was angry with them, and I said, Their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, and make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day, while still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says. Today you will hear his voice. Don't harden your hearts, as Israel did when they rebelled. And who was it who rebelled against God, even though they heard his voice? Was it the people Moses led out of Egypt, and who made God angry for 40 years? Wasn't it the people who sinned, whose corpses lay in the wilderness? And to whom was God speaking when he took an oath that they would never enter his rest? Wasn't it the people who disobeyed him? So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter his rest. God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. For this good news, that God has prepared this rest, has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said, In my anger I took an oath, they will never enter my place of rest. Even though this rest has been ready since he made the world. We know it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. 
But in the other passage, God said, they will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter, but those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced through David, and much later in the words, God announced this through David, much later in the words already quoted, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving them rest, God would have God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who for all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. And, and that, that is, is our, our reading, reading today. Today. Yeah. Yep. That is our reading today. We read it with two questions in mind. What's this tell us about God, and what's this tell us about ourselves? So, Chip, what's this tell us tells about us a, God? A lot of good stuff about God, but I'll say this. God's promise of entering his rest still stands. Yeah, I saw Yay! That, that is right. good news. The good news. Right? And so he wanted them to enter the land, but they needed, he also wanted them to find rest and possess the land that required obedience to what he was asking them to do. And really, it's the same for us today. So we can enter into uh, the kingdom by faith in Jesus. But, you know, uh, practically, experientially as believers, you know, if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Not away from salvation, but fall away from God's ideal, fall away from his rest, enter into the consequences of our sin and turmoil that come with it. And he even reminds us that we need to, you know, realize that God sees everything. Everything is exposed before his eyes, and he's the one to whom we're accountable. So everything we do today as believers, it matters, and his promise of entering his rest still stands. It's up to us whether we enter it and and possess it and experience it as believers in Jesus by listening to him and fully following him. Yeah, that's very good. Okay, so what's this tell us about us? Man, there's a lot it tells us about us, but... Um, going off that idea of rest, perhaps, yeah, that we have, and I'll just piggyback off what you said, we have a big responsibility when it comes to experiencing that rest. And um, part of this is, you know, talking about, it is talking about salvation, but in a way that is a little bit different. So those Israelites who didn't get to enter the land, the question is, were they ever really gods? And so, you know, we have, you could have theological debate after debate about that. Um, but the, the the big takeaway for me that I always kind of go back to is um, I don't want anyone to have to debate if I belong to God. You know, like I'm just going to let it be that I belong to God and everyone should know it and not have to worry about debating about that. So that's what I would say. Live a life so that people know where you stand so that, yes, when it comes time to enter that rest, no one's, su- no one's surprised by it. That's what I think. Hmm. Live a life that um, – yeah reflects the rest that you're anticipating so yeah like they'll be at your funeral they'll be like really i wonder if that guy was a christian nobody wants that wow you know or like they get to heaven and they're like oh 
Hey, what, Eric? The... <laughs> totally knew you uh, were going to be here. Shocker! <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wow, didn't see that coming. Not, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I know I look surprised, but I'm not surprised to see you or anything. <laughs> yeah, <it's funny. laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I knew, I knew you'd be wow. here. Anyway, that's good. Yeah, that's a sobering reminder for there sure. There we go. The beginning of Hebrews. We did it. Thanks for joining us today. No sweat. And thank you for all the gifts and accolades and yeah. awards. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting kind of, my trophy shelf is full. Oh, gee, Eric, I can't even, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. I got an award the other day, mailed to the show, it went okay. to my house, of Oh, course. okay, yeah. Um, and it was best podcast okay. to listen to oh. while eating a tuna fish sandwich okay. on Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, between the hours of 1 and 3 Central Time. Man. Huge trophy. Yeah. I mean, massive. Big tuna. It was, yeah, it was a big tuna. Yeah. Uh, it was enormous. Oh, yeah. And so Crazy. just another amazing accolade dropped on us. It just happens every day, Eric. You know, it's hard to stay humble, but we're trying. We're, we're doing trying. our best. Yeah, and we are. we are the best. We so are. that, wait, hang on. <laughs> wait, you can't say that. <laughs> wait, hang on. Well, well, anyway. When you have the awards to prove it, you know, it's hard it to. It speaks for itself, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it really does. Especially that yeah, tuna. We don't, yeah, we don't need to brag. All right. All right, anyway. Instead of bragging, let's go. Okay.